Clancy, where do you go for new podcast recommendations? Uh, Reddit, other podcasts, uh, your online yoga class. I mean, I have a few friends I'll ask, but um, I really can't think of one source I'd go to. Well, chances are you're not the only one, which is why I'm super excited for our new sponsor, The Listener. Oh, yeah. It's a daily podcast newsletter, right? Yep. The Listener sends you three superb episode recommendations every weekday. And paid subscribers get a curated feed they can use on their preferred podcast platform. Is it just some aggregate algorithm just spitting stuff out? No, that's the best part. The Listener is written by Caroline Crampton. She's a podcast pro. Like, she's an industry vet, freelance writer who listens to hours of podcasts in order to filter out the good stuff. So I can sign up for a paid subscription to The Listener and check out the never-ending playlist that has been stacking up while I have not been commuting. Precisely. You and our listeners can get two months free with your paid subscription with the code nonplussed 20 when you subscribe at the listener.co. So what you're saying is that I can go to the listener.co and enter the code nonplus 20 when subscribing to get two months free. That's right. I'll drink to that. That, that, that doesn't really work on this one. And one for Mahler. Okay. <laughs> I mean, yeah, truly. I mean, life is a highway. <laughs> that song is just, it's cruel and unusual is what it is. But it was a bop at the time. Never for me. Okay. Also, it's overdone at karaoke. I guess. Oh my God. Could you imagine? I can because I used to host karaoke. <laughs> I hosted karaoke at a BYOB bar. <laughs> so, yes, I can't imagine. Welcome to another episode of Nonplussed, a gay rom through the Disney Plus vault. That over there is my husband, Clancy. And over there is my husband, Josh. And welcome to season two of Nonplussed, a mischief media podcast. And welcome to season two. It's season two. Yeah. Yeah. What's that mean? Not much right now. It doesn't. Uh... (laughs) What it does mean is we're back. We're reinvigorated with the look. A season break was a good excuse to take some time off and take this less seriously. <laughs> a little bit, but also it gave us some time to reflect on like what we really wanted to do and yes. things like that. And so, you know, I'm feeling very excited and uh, yeah, I'm happy to get back into it. I'm excited to get back into it for sure. Before we get too far, let's talk about the mischief media network. It is the podcast network that we are on. And if you put Mischief Media into your podcast uh, platform of choice, Mm -hmm. you can find all of the Mischief Media podcasts. And um, we've got some recent updates here from across the network. Healthy Geek Academy, the latest episode over there. Robin is joined by super geek and licensed psychologist Elizabeth Kilmer to talk about geeks and therapy. Yeah, we also have Extraneous, Supernatural. Leah and Takia are back to tackle the last episode of their Angel trilogy and chatting about the baby of the first family of heaven, Jack Klein. I don't know what any of that means. I don't either. If that made sense to you and you aren't listening to Extraneous Supernatural, maybe go do that. Then on Pottercast, Melissa, John, and Frack are joined by Mashables Promacosla to discuss the news of a potential live action Harry Potter series 
on HBO Max, what it means for the franchise and what the fandom does now. So that's that's hot off the presses, so to speak, at Mischief Media. You can go to mischiefmedia.com to see everything there. Or like I said, search it in your podcast. Yeah. Platform of preference. Accoutrement. Whatever. Um, and check out the family of pods from Mischief. Yeah, in Disney Plus news, uh, Ryan Coogler uh, is uh, working on a Wakanda series. Yes, a series about Wakanda helmed by Ryan Coogler, who did Black Panther, um, uh, has been greenlit at Disney Plus. It's the first project in a five-year deal between Coogler's Proximity Proximity Media and the Walt Disney Company. And he's he's developing it. Coogler's developing it while currently working on the Black Panther sequel, which begins filming later this year. We also have Emilio Estevez returning to the ice in the Mighty Ducks Game Changers. So it's a live action TV series. Yeah. <laughs> and there's a teaser. We'll link it in the show notes. I don't remember Mighty Ducks at all. Well, you were a precious baby angel and we've yet to cover it for the show. That's true. But this premieres March 26th. Uh, so, you know, check it out. Yeah. And it picks up 30 years after the first film took place. Ah, yeah. That's cool. Yep, and then Kiki Palmer is going to be hosting an executive producing Foodtastic competition series. Um, The Hustlers actress Kiki Palmer is hosting the cooking show where contestants are going to be challenged to create Disney-inspired works of art made out of food. Ooh. Uh, New York City's City Cakes founder, uh, Chef Benny Rivera, and Flower Shop founder, Amira Kassem, will serve as judges for Foodtastic. And it's an 11-episode series that started production this week and is slated to premiere on Disney Plus later this year. That sounds delectable. Yes. Right up our alley. We love dessert shows. Oh, for sure. Um, And we'll have links to all those stories in the show notes. Yes. And outside of that, Uh, we get all of our research uh, from Wikipedia, IMDb, Rotten Tomatoes, and Pixar.Fandom.com. Yeah. All righty. What movie are we breaking down this week? Well, this week we are doing 2006's Disney Pixar movie, Cars. Yes, we're talking about Pixar's Cars from 2006. Yeah. What was that release date? Uh, It was released on May 26, 2006. Yep. Directed by John Lasseter. With a screenplay by Dan Fogelman, John Lasseter, Joe Ranft, Keel Murray, Phil Lauren, and Jorgen Klubian. What did you call me? Uh... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that's rude that's I know. rude I called you Clancy Canto and I, I even had to spell that out at Starbucks story is by John Lasseter Joan Ramft and Jorgen Klubian and music of course uh, by Randy Newman the Randy Newman uh, short people I'm gonna drop in a clip of short people right here short people got no Let's go through this cast real quick. Yeah, we've got Owen Wilson playing Lightning McQueen. Yeah, and then Paul Newman as Doc Hudson. This was his last feature film before he passed away, Aww. but it was also the highest filming, uh, highest grossing film of his career. That's good for his kids. Yes, rest in peace. We buy his salad dressing from time yes, to time. Yes, we do. Uh, we've got Bonnie Hunt as Sally Carrera. We've talked about her on A Bug's Life. She yes. was Rosie the Spider. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Larry the Cable Guy plays Mater. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Cheech Marin plays Marone. Ramon. Ramon. <laughs> Whatever. We talked about he, he was uh, Tito in Oliver and Company. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. 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 And we've got Tony Shalhoub as Luigi and Guido Quaroni as Guido. 
That's fun. Yeah. Uh, Jennifer Lewis is Flo. Living legend Jennifer Lewis. Living legend. Uh, Shangela Laquifa Wadley on Snatch Game, Jennifer Lewis. <laughs> um, Paul Dooley as Sarge. Michael Wallace as Sheriff. Uh, we have George Carlin plays Fillmore. Yeah, he's the, the VW band, the stoner. Yeah. Um, not band, van. Um, VW van. Yeah, this was also the last film of his career and also the highest... Uh, Catherine Hellman uh, as Lizzie. Yes. And then, of course, uh, Pixar mainstay John Ratzenberger as Mac, but also as car versions of Ham, uh, the Abominable, abominable Snowplow, and P.T. Flea yeah. uh, during the credits. Uh, Joe Ramth, uh, he plays Red and Jerry Recycled Batteries and Peterbilt. Yes. He also wrote on the film, but uh, it passed away in a car crash in 2005. Oh jeez! Um, yeah, it, it's dedicated in his memory because remember he also did um, the Caterpillar in A Bug's Life. Yeah, um, but he uh, also before passing away worked on Corpse Bride and Open Season, and both of those movies were dedicated to his memory as well. That's cool. Yeah. Later, his brother Jerome would take over roles that uh, Joe created in future Pixar films, like in Cars Three and Finding Dory. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and then lastly, we have Michael Keaton as Chick Hicks. Yeah, Chick Hicks. He's the green car with the with the. The uh, bug grill mustache. Yeah. The one who wins, but doesn't win, but we'll, we'll get there. Yeah. Oh boy, this movie. Yeah. And I hadn't, this was my first time seeing it. Yes. I remembered not liking it. Mm-hmm. And I'm here to say that still stands. I mean, my big thing was again, I've never seen it. I'm 37 years old. Uh, I, and I just throughout the movie felt like top to bottom. Nothing in this movie was for me. Yeah. Because I cared about these characters less after watching the movie than I ever did walking around the theme park and riding on the GD ride. Yeah. All right. Well, let's get into this. I guess so. In a world populated by anthropomorphic talking vehicles, the final race of the Piston Cup season ends in a three-way tie for first place between retiring veteran Strip, the King Weathers, frequent runner-up Chick Hicks, and brash rookie sensation Lightning McQueen. The tiebreaker race is scheduled for one week later at the Los Angeles International Speedway. McQueen is desperate to win the race because it would allow him to leave the unglamorous sponsorship of Rusty's, a bumper ointment company, and take the king's place on the prestigious and lucrative Dynaco team. So that's basically the whole movie. I mean, yes. <laughs> there just really wasn't that much in it. The music in this is actually, I like it. The music's not bad. The no. music is, when I was growing up, the channel was Sunny 99.1. Mm-hmm. Hits from yesterday and today. Like yeah. it was, you know, it's it's dentist office music as far as I'm concerned. For sure. Um, which is to say... Uh, comforting enough <laughs> this is a 2006 pixar movie yes. um and you know we've we have yet to get to like ratatouille which was next year um the animation is not super great for the background stuff no this this movie it looks best when there's a lot of movement happening and yeah. a lot of light happening and it, it just feels like all of the background stuff is very staged and not necessarily sure. like very dynamic. Like there wasn't a lot of depth of field happening mm-hmm. with a lot of it. And I mean, it's, I, I guess, you know, I grew up watching NASCAR cause that's what our, our house did. 
I uh, see. I have. That's how far away from like the the target audience of this movie is. I've never watched at NASCAR. So much of even like the cameos went right over my head. Yeah, for sure. It, but like there were some things that they were doing, like when they were when they were showing like the the cars running around the track. They sure. had little trackers on them, mm-hmm. like what they're pointing to their name, and like one of them was off. That happened all the time. Yes, and I commend them for that level of visual detail because it really is there. But to your point about it being surface level and shallow, yeah, it genuinely does stop there because like they put in a bathroom for the visual joke of the women's line being too long. Yeah. But then do nothing to explain further the concept of why that would happen. If cars are literally built the same way, which implies a further, uh, biological, yeah, physiological gendered. That's yeah. what I'm saying is it's all very, it's just for the visual gag and they don't try to do anything beneath that. Yeah, there's no car boobs. There's no car boobs. There's, I mean, we get, we get a reference to a tramp stamp. <laughs> um yeah but even then I, I, I mean like do these cars fuck like that's the big question do the cars fuck uh the tongues on these cars are terrifying can they eat ass this is <laughs> I, this is this is what i'm talking about Holy like shit. lightning literally wins like the, it's a tie because he's got his big ass tongue out there yeah is he sticking that car that tongue up some lady car's carburetor Ugh. this is my question this is and gross. one of the reasons i can't sit back and enjoy movies like this because all I can think is, where's that tongue been? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then comma, am I attracted to a car? And then conclusion, no, because I'm not attracted to Owen Wilson. No, 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 no. Wow. Uh, well, in this movie, ka-chow. ka-chow. His whole character is, I don't need anybody. I can do all this by myself. I fired all of my pit crew members and whatever. No, he had a pit crew. He just didn't have a crew chief and he wouldn't really let the pit crew work. They wouldn't change his tires. Fair enough. He was just doing what they call a gas and go. And he ended up blowing out his rear because he was just doing a gas and go. And that's like, he's to the finish line. Yeah. Are there lady cars in the audience going, what else can you do with that tongue? This is my question. His sponsor is Rusty's. His sponsor is medicated ointment for bumpers. Yes. And he go, they, like, this is the equivalent he, of like when, when Joey gets that, that job on friends yeah. as like the model on the herpes ad. <laughs> like yes. That's what this feels like. Yeah, for sure. At least in the setup. I just, but he drives in to the, to the, to the, 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 the sponsor tent, tent. the, the sponsor, sponsor tent. tent. Yeah. And all of the cars are rusted. So does this product not work at all? How the fuck are they making money? That's what lightning's point is, is like, cause he gets up there and makes that speech. You know, the Rusty's medicated bumper ointment team ran a great race today. And remember with a little Rusty's and an insane amount of luck, you too can look like me. Ka-chow. <laughs> Oh, we love you, and we're looking forward to another great year, just like this year. <laughs> Not on your life. To clearly imply that this is all a gimmick, and the the it's not the cream that's going to help you not get rusted. Yeah, but also like the van that he has is fucking tricked out and whatnot. Like, or sorry, the truck, Mac, Mac, the truck is tricked out. Like, there's a lot of like fancy lights and shit going on. Like, it made me miss the, the paint the night parade. 
Yeah. Because remember, it was a feature in the yeah. parade, but it was transparent with all those lights going through it. Yeah. I mean, we'll probably talk about this before, but like there, this really made me miss Disneyland. The so only much. thing I took away from this film, honestly, is that it was a really good ad for California Adventure. Yeah, for sure. Um, And honestly, I get it now. Like in the parks, I always enjoyed it because it's just, oh, this is neat. Everything and like low lights high neon is very my aesthetic apparently i love the way that looks that's what my phone looks like right now yeah i love that i've always loved wandering around cars land you know mm-hmm. radiator springs of the park at night because it's just gorgeous it is it's really gorgeous and that's yes all this film did for me was go oh god i miss the parks yeah at the end of the race groupies like two red, like red cars of indeterminate age of indeterminate age. Yeah. That have styled themselves after lightning are they, 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 they like force their way to the front and then they open their headlights to, to, to flash him. Yeah. I, <laughs> what? There's a lot of jokes like this in this movie that I feel like, cause in other Pixar films, even in other sort of, uh, you know, they hit the four quadrants kind of animated films. Yeah. You'll get joke. Shrek is a good example. You'll get jokes that really do soar right over kids' heads and are truly just aimed at the adults in the room, but it's because the kids can't catch it because it really is that high. Yeah. This is not one of those. It's those not. Those cars are literally flashing lightning. Yeah. And it's a, it's a little gross. A little bit skeezy. Yeah. Anyway, shall we move on? Yeah, we 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 shall. I mean, we get the light year blimp, the light year tires. Oh yeah. That was a cool callback. There's a few Easter eggs like there throughout. I tried to find a centralized resource to list them all off. Uh, and I couldn't, but they're all over. Also rusty bumpers is my stage name. Sure. Are you good to move on to the next section? Yes. Okay. McQueen eager to get to California as soon as possible, pushes his big rig Mac to travel all night long. While McQueen is sleeping, Mac nods off and is startled awake, causing McQueen to fall out of the back of the trailer and onto the road. McQueen wakes up in the middle of traffic and speeds off the highway in search of Mac, but instead ends up in the rundown desert town of Radiator Springs, where he inadvertently damages the pavement of the main road. And uh, this is also where we get the song Life is a Highway. Right as this, yes, as they're going on this road trip, my note was, oh good, it's the song, it's here, it's finally here. <laughs> Christ. <laughs> You travel on There's one day here And the next day gone Sometimes you bend Sometimes you stand Sometimes you turn Your back to the wind There's a world outside Every darkened door Where blues won't haunt you anymore Where the brave are free And lovers soar Come ride with me To the distant shore We won't hesitate To break down the garden gate There's not much time left today During this, there's a there's a couple of fun little gags, sight gags that happen. Like, you know, as they're driving across, you've got like the power lines going and then you see those little burbs from that like Pixar short. It's called On a Wire, I think. Yeah. Yes. Uh, they were like in there for a hot second. It was super, super cute. Like them interacting with their environment and using their tires as hands 
and just the way yeah. that like they stretch out and like squash and squeeze. The physiology is questionable. I never really got used to it. There, there was a, there's a level of dexterity that they had that just took me out of it. It was unsettling. Yeah. It was deeply unsettling. Yeah. We also are, are, are at this point are, are made to like feel bad for him for because not he's having lonely. friends. Yeah. Right. But that's, he did that to himself. Through choices he made. Yes. Yes. Choices. I don't give a shit about this protagonist yet because he's made his own poor choices and continues to outside of like this again, humanization, whatever empathy they're trying to get us to feel for him with this inner monologue. And Oh, I'm so lonely. He's just an egotistical shithead. I just, this movie is not for me. It's not for me. It's not. I will say a little bit triggering was the sleeping while driving joke. Like, that honestly, I have done that before. Like coming home late at night and almost running off the road. And like for me, I'm slapping, I'm slapping my face, yeah, hanging sure. my head out the window. Yes, yes, yes. Turning my music up all the way. He should have said, yes, Mac, let, let's gas up and get some sleep. It's fine. But then again, we would have had to talk more about how it's kind of homophobic that none of those trucks were cuddling at that truck stop. <laughs> that would have been delightful. This is what I'm saying. Oh my God. Why not? Uh, They're just trucks. Yeah. And and honestly, like it, 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 even McQueen has a line in there too, where he's like, yeah, I'll stay up with you, Mac. And then immediately goes to sleep. Immediately and goes the, to sleep. And it's a joke. Like get it. It's a joke, but it just further pushes it I down. Just, he's a fucking dick. I just don't like him. It's a little bit stupid that he didn't just continue down the road. He would have eventually caught up to Mac. How does he not know? Okay. Get a turn your lights on. And if his lights were on your, your truck is the one with your face on. No, he, he doesn't have headlights. Oh, and now this is specific. Now, if you didn't know anything about race cars, all of the fucking like lights on the front of it are stickers. They're not real. So like, that's the reason why oh. it was important that he was in the dark, which again, if you don't know anything about race cars that wouldn't have like, it doesn't, Josh watched this entire movie and we are now just realize he is now just realizing that race cars don't have headlights. I have so many notes on why is this hard? Your face is on the back of the truck that you're looking for. Uh, also, do they have guns in the car universe? They must because he thought he was getting shot at. Yeah, so he's getting chased down by the, the sheriff. Who's and, just backfiring. But he's thinking he's getting shot at. What? That's not the interstate. No, 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 no. I'm not the only one seeing this, right? This town is awfully diverse for a desert in Arizona. It is. There's a lot of people in here, especially for nobody making any money. Yeah. How do people make money in this fucking town if nobody comes through? There's a completely stocked tire shop. Yeah. There's a, uh, they've always got gas. And of course, Cheech Marin is, is a, is a low rider. Like it, mm. Cheech does what Cheech does. It still feels like a stereotype, but maybe it's fine. I don't yeah. know. I never know. It's just like in Oliver and company. I didn't know how to talk about it. He's getting paid. Cheech Marin is making Disney oh, money. Sure. So what yeah, does yeah, it yeah. matter? You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. All right. Well, do we want to move on to the next section? Let's do it.
The next day, McQueen's trial is held, ultimately resulting in his being assigned community service to repave the road after a heartfelt plea from lawyer-turned-small-town hotelier, Sally. Doc, the judge and town doctor, reluctantly agrees. Still in a rush to leave town, McQueen repaves the road shoddily and is ordered to start again. During this time, he begins to warm up to the town and befriends several of its residents, especially Sally and Mater. He learns the town's history and discovers that Doc was the fabulous Hudson Hornet, a three-time Piston Cup champion whose career ended after a devastating crash. This is the longest part of the movie. It is. And there's my notes are very detailed in this section. And there's... Because it's too fucking long? It is. It's too long. So we start off with this news montage, which was delightful. McQueen's driver arrived in California, but McQueen was missing. Race car Lightning McQueen was reported McQueen missing. McQueen is scheduled to race in an unprecedented... The sponsor stated they have no idea where he is. I just hope Lightning's okay. I sure would hate to see anything bad happen to him. I don't know what's harder to find. Lightning McQueen, our crew chief, will work with him. Lightning McQueen must be found at all costs. They are all yes, this news montage is too cute. I love the little Japanese car and how that screen is all tricked out. And essentially the news is, is that Lightning McQueen has gone missing. Yes. Uh, and that, you know, the, and they're interviewing all these, all of these people and like uh, Dale Earnhardt Jr. is there. And it's uh, in Jay Limo's monologue. Yeah. And then what was the, there was one more uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger. Well, it was like a fake it because it, it, it wasn't him. It, it was one of those. Him. It was one of those sound alikes, but he's like. It was the guy that was trying to sound like him. He's the governor of California as yeah. a Humvee. Yeah. yeah. Which did you know that Arnold Schwarzenegger is one of the first people to actually drive a Humvee like on a, like on a public road? Like, I did not know that. Yeah. Uh, we're introduced to Tow Mater. I will say that the towing in this movie is very invasive in terms of yes. like he throws it down and grabs him by the tailpipe. And like, I assume <laughs> that's his asshole. Just like normally oh. I would want dinner first. Right. <laughs> At least. Well, maybe not. Never mind. Let's but how is Bessie not sentient? So, okay. So, yes, we're, oh, intru- yeah. we're introduced to Mater. Um, lightning goes to court. Right. The judge is the doctor. Sally comes in and Lightning thinks that she's his lawyer, but she's actually the town lawyer. And he's real gross to her. Yeah. He's super schmoozy, gross, nasty. Again, I, we're yeah. supposed to get the impression that he wants to bone this car. Yeah. But... Cars don't have genitalia. Clancy, I'm getting lost. Yeah. I, I, I mean, do you just put it in the gas tank? Do you like link up that way? No, I don't know. I don't know. Is it like a avatar thing where you, you put the entwine th- your antennas? But then again, McQueen doesn't have an antenna. So anyway, he's got to repave the street that he fucked up with this tar machine that is not sentient, that is not anthropomorphic. Right. You would think that a machine like that would, would yes, have like a personality or whatever. Honestly, it would have made it more interesting. The combine does. Right. Tractors do, but not Bessie, who you've named. Right. It's just bananas. And then the tourists come through, and this is a fun cameo from Richard Kind and Edie McClurg. Yes. Who were also in A Bug's Life, and we talked about them. Yeah. Because Richard Kind was Molt, and Edie uh-huh. McClurg was Dr. Flora. Dr. Flora, that's right. And essentially, they're coming through the town. The 
and everybody just descends on them. Okay, really, we're just peachy, okay? What you really need is the sweet taste of my homemade organic fuel. <laughs> no, doesn't agree with my tank. We're just trying to find the interstate. Good to see you, soldier. Come on by Sarge's Surplus Hut for all your government surplus needs. Oh, honey, surplus. Honey, we have too much surplus. Uh, I do have a map over at the Cozy Cone Motel. And if you do stay, we offer a free Lincoln Continental breakfast. Honey, she's got a map. I don't need a map. I have the GPS. Never need a map again. Thank you. How about something to drink? Stop it, Flo's V8 Cafe. Finest. They're all thirsty for that capitalism that they've been sold out by. McQueen is just absolutely rude. To everyone. And it's just... Even to these lost tourists who he's like, it's just, he's so selfish. He is. There's no reason for me to care about, though I, like, I kind of care about the cars in the town Mm -hmm. um, because, but just because he's being a dick to them, I don't know. There's a whole bent on nostalgia in this film that I just, it just, again, I... I am so far outside of the intended audience for this movie that I'm actually still drinking this horrid cocktail I made for myself <laughs> that I did not make with shaker and spoon. Use code nonplus at shaker at um, I wish I had because it probably would have been a better old fashioned. It would this. have been. We're introduced to a lot of new characters. And so we kind of go through meeting everybody in the town and, and you know, identifying their cultural stereotypes by how the cars are designed. Yeah. Yes. Racist as fuck. It's just, uh, <laughs> but what do we know? Because we're not represent like, you know, those, they don't represent us. So I feel like you and I, it's not it. Look, if there were a convertible mini Cooper that was hot pink and had a deep Husky voice, um, then maybe you and I could uh, have a, a, you know, a stand in this conversation. Honestly, I'm kind of surprised that there wasn't anything like that. Like there wasn't like, <laughs> where is our homo vehicular representation? Yes. Uh, anyways, again, Cheech is going to Cheech. And look, if Cheech had been offended by it, he probably wouldn't have cashed the check. 100%. This is what I'm saying. And we get hippie stereotypes. I mean, that's the thing. And maybe that's the actual discussion to have with your children. Stereotypes happen. And I don't know. Maybe it's the invitation to have the conversation. This movie is not that. <laughs> it, it's it's not. It, I, right. It's You're not. Right. It's not that. And it, 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 there's no reason... All of this is, again, it's coming from, it's all based on comedy. It's yes. it's meant to be funny. And once that's the case, that's when it gets gross. Yeah. The and minute they, you start scratching too, too deep, it's like, Ugh. we're laughing at this because Cheech is playing a low rider, like that, that that's dazzled out and has spinners and yeah. that drags on the ground with sparks flying out. You've got Italians that all they do is uh, they don't speak English very well. And they're and named that they, Guido and Luigi. Right. Again, right. we're not Italians. Uh, we're not Italian Americans, but, but it strikes still. me as a bit of a, a, it strikes me as too close for Disney, but maybe not. Maybe it's just, uh, it's right on that line. Uh, look, we've talked about Peter Pan on this podcast. Yeah. It, it, this is not as bad as Peter Pan. You're right. This is not. And this isn't like, we're not, they're not, they're not specifically making any of these, these characters look dumb. Right. Like that, that that's, I guess it's only saving grace. Yeah. Is that, they're not portray all of these characters are proficient and I'm not trying to be performative about this. Truly. Like it just struck me as I was watching. It was like, wow. Wow. I, wow. wow. I don't wow. think, <laughs> I don't think that these cars would be named this. Yeah. Or at the very least they wouldn't be voiced by Tony Shalhoub. They would both be voiced by actual Italian actors. Correct. I don't yes. know. Yes. I don't know. They, uh, this movie is too long. There's it is, it too is much too long. to talk about. We, in this. we have a, there's a tractor tipping scene where they go and they, it, it's like cow tipping, but with tractors, whatever. And yeah. Okay. Here's what you do. You just sneak up in front of them and then honk. 
and they do the rest. Watch this. I will say bringing it back to DCA like that, you know, that was a fun like thing to happen in the ride. Like you get chased by the big yes. combine and like those sort of feelings are bringing it back. I get why that part of the park is so popular now because it really is well done. But I really for me, it's more the verisimilitude than yeah. any joy that I got from watching this film. I will say now I did cry. Was oh yes yeah, because yeah, yeah. you cried missing the part yeah and this was so like uh <laughs> sally and mcqueen were like doing like sally's like hey let's go on a drive let's show you what this place is like and they go through and then there's that big reveal where they go through a tunnel and then they come into the to the waterfall the waterfall is. and the music which obviously is the same music that they use on the ride it's timed the same yeah it's timed the same i just i was having these feelings of like i miss i miss Disney so much. And it's, oh, it, it, it's just so and fucking goofy. It is, but like it, it's it's one of those things where it was like that. Was, it was a it was a a joy that we've been kind of robbed of of the last yeah. year, and it's just it, it just really sucks that we haven't been able to like. We'll get there someday. Yeah, 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 yeah. I I know. We'll get back. It, but again, that, and that we was will the enjoy only time. the we will enjoy the two minutes and thirty seconds that we were on that ride yeah. more than we enjoyed the hundred ninety minutes watching this movie. Where I'm getting at with this is that that's what made me get emotional was the connection for something that came after this movie. And this movie then invoked that emotion. Whereas watching this movie without that experience, I don't care still. No, I mean, there's a reason I hadn't watched it until yeah. I had to for the content. For yeah. This yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's a lot of popular, there's yeah. a lot of popular artists in this, which I think is a lot more than what they've done before. Usually they stick with one composer and then the composer does most of the music and things like that. This right. one is, this one is very much like these are pop songs and whatever. And you know, I guess it makes sense. Car radio. Yes. You know? Um, and as we get this with Sally talking about what the town used to be in this and that and the other thing, cars didn't drive on it to make great time. They drove on it to have a great time. Long ago, but not so very long ago. world was different oh yes it was you settled down and you built a town and made it there and you watched it grow like I, I feel like there's a degree of creepy nostalgia that makes the popularity of this franchise make sense but it just it's odd to me because I feel like there's a deeper conversation to have about the erosion of small town America and distinct Americana as a culture. Like yeah. I love the shit out of that. You know, I love the shit out of mid-century furniture. Um, but in even this podcast logo, the theme song is very mid-century. Yeah. But even that concept of like the erosion of that, like you can't separate that from like the racism and homophobia and other 
sort of like socio-political structures in place that supported what that nostalgia is attempting to tickle. And this isn't the podcast dissecting it, but it's another one of those reasons. Like, guys, this is what the town used to be like. I'm like, well, the one-to-one analog about the real life version of these towns that this message is trying to sort of give to its human audience is that in a lot of those places, you couldn't be openly gay. You couldn't, you couldn't be black. You certainly couldn't be an interracial couple. Yep. And it's just like icky. Like, like I feel like it's whitewashing a period of, it's very MAGA. It's very, you know what I mean? Yeah. I I will say that with the town being as diverse as it is, Again, this movie is very shallow. You can't scratch too deep or you start wondering where, where the, where the meat is. Yeah. We talked a little bit about doc. He's kind of like the town mayor, I guess. I don't know. And what it, yeah, no, no, no. He's the judge and the town yeah. doctor and sort of his, his plot line of faded glory parallels that of the town. But again, none of this, I, I don't get the point of any of it because yeah. we find out at this point, I think, Yes, it's that, in this section that, but yeah. um, that, yeah, that doc used to get this cup and he doesn't care the about cup. the piston cup and he had a bad end to his career because of a crash and yada, yada, yada. But I'm just like, I just, why, why do I, why am I supposed to care? They quit on me. When I finally got put together, I went back expecting a big welcome. You know what they said? Your history moved right on to the next book. He's standing in line. There was a lot left in me. I never got a chance to show them. I keep that to remind me never to go back. And it, it honestly feels really forced. Yes. That like, you know, that that's what's going on. In an earlier version of the script on this, Doc was supposed to have a heart attack. And oh. then Lightning was supposed to bring him back by jumpstarting it. <laughs> um, Just like in Frankenweenie. Right. And I feel like honestly that probably would have given us a little bit better connection between doc and him because they really never bond at any point that's all that said the desert sunset is really pretty it is <laughs> and that shot that they uh, it just made me i mean like i said we've driven back and forth between texas and california a couple times mm-hmm. um and sunset in the desert really is quite beautiful it is and, and, and i mean the animation in this is a little bit leaves me a little bit wanting yeah. But it's still composed very well. Yes. Agreed. Yeah. All right. McQueen finishes repaving the road, reinvigorating the town's residents, and decides to spend an extra day in Radiator Springs with his new friends. But his time there is cut short when Mac and the media descend on the town. McQueen reluctantly leaves to reach California in time for the race, while Sally expresses her disappointment with Doc upon discovering that he was responsible for tipping off the media to McQueen's whereabouts. So I don't know if we've said this, but Steve or not Steve lightning McQueen is uh, he's repaving that main road, right? He gets halfway through it. He's now gotten all the way through it. Yes. Then suddenly the entire town decides we're just going to redo our entire thing buy all this new neon where they're getting it from. I don't know. Yeah. yeah, They repair it. Sally calls it out. Um, And yeah, everything everything then becomes really vibrant and new and all of all of this. Yes. For what customers? (laughs) Like I get that. Yeah. Their town, their main road was repaved, but the road wasn't bad when they first got there. It it wasn't that bad. Right. But, but it was kind of small. Still. 
It's all very shallow. It's how is, very how are they shallow. affording the power bill for all of that neon? <laughs> like this is, I don't know, but even lightning looking repainted. Like I like this version of lightning McQueen better than the one that shows up in the park. Yeah, for sure. He's got like these, uh, uh, yeah, the whole town sort of comes together, re- gave them a makeover. Uh-huh. Uh, and, uh, yeah, he's got those like white walled tires and that. And they start fresh- playing that life would be a dream song that always reminds me of the movie clue. Yeah. <laughs> yes. The shaboom shaboom. Yeah. Life would be a dream, sweetheart. <laughs> yes, I did it. I killed Yvette. I hated her so much. It, it, the, it, flame, flames, flames on the side of my face, breathing, breath, heaving breaths, heaving. The, the lighting in this, there, there was something that they did with the renderer yeah. uh, on this that was special for this, um, which was ray tracing. Um, they hadn't used ray tracing up until this point. What that means is, is that like all of the, all of the reflections of light are actually accurate to the scene and they're not just projected on it. Like they would have traditionally done. Sure. So it's, it's really cool to kind of see like, this is that big technological advancement that like, even nowadays ray tracing is in the news because it's now supported in a lot of video games. Yeah. So like it's, uh, it's, it's cool to see like, these are like the, the humble origins of modern ray tracing. I God, I love a neon aesthetic. Yeah. It just all looks so gorgeous. It does. It looks good. And again, Cars Land is best at night. I'm hot for right. neon. What's that about? Yes, yes, yes. And like at this point, Doc is kind of the antagonist because yeah, he's called the media. Okay. Hot take. Lightning is the villain of the movie, but <laughs> is it a hot take? Is uh, it though? It's, I mean, probably not, but yeah, Doc is meant to be the antagonist here, uh, but why did he want him out of his town all of a sudden? Did he just not want another race car there? Like what was I, he couldn't face his own past and how people who like racing tossed him out once he'd crashed in the racing right. community. T- I don't know. It's, it's a muddled message. That's my, that's my whole take for this bit. Yeah. And, and like, yeah, okay. I get, uh, these people have helped you and you've learned to see other people and, and ask for help and be a helper. They gave him all this shit for free. Do cars have wallets? I they have glove boxes. Oh, I guess that's where they I can guess store. It. I mean, I I, I I don't know. Jeremy Piven's excited because he's in all the news. <laughs> oh, I wrote the name of what when they lay all the send the the car parazzi. Oh lord, <laughs> he's heading back to California. There's nothing really else happening at this yeah. point. I'll just move on. At the race, McQueen races distractedly and soon falls into last place. He is then surprised to discover that Doc, having a change of heart, is taking over as his crew chief. And several of his other friends from Radiator Springs are helping in the pit. Inspired and recalling tricks he learned from Doc and his friends, McQueen vaults into the lead. On the final lap, Chick sideswipes and sends the king into a dangerous crash. Okay. We get into this shot at the Los Angeles International Racetrack or whatever. Yeah. And we've got some planes, like we've got the the jets flying over for the audience. Mm -hmm. They should have just, they should have just not, because those planes look like crap compared to the cars. 
it, they should have just saved it. Yeah, they, they should have. They look bad. And then later when Mater gets in the helicopter because Lightning promised him that. And, you know, Sally and him had that heart to heart about Mater trusts you and blah, 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 blah. The helicopter is cute. The blue helicopter. It is. But is Mater having sex with that helicopter? Mater is inside <laughs> that other anthropomorphic <laughs> being. Yeah, this is this that's is that's penetrative. Yeah. I want to talk about Doc here again. He rats out McQueen. We get Sally basically saying, hey, you're kind of a dick. Like, why did you do this? And yes. then has a change of heart and then shows up. Which honestly was so predictable. All of these people who helped him do pit things. And it's just like, okay, yeah. why are we just not? Why, all of this, I've just, I was just going, we could have gotten here earlier. We could have gotten here We sooner. could have, but also we could have seen that transition. But like when they originally had wrote it where Doc like had a, 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 a dead battery or heart yes. attack or whatever and gets jump started. It feels forced. It is. It is because they spent yeah. all this time trying to make you empathize with these characters and make you empathize with this uh, shit ass protagonist and everything all, all is forgiven, whatever. Like, yeah, I guess he's not selfish anymore, I guess. Cause all of these people are going to help him. And then even, you know, like the, uh, the chicks team is teasing Guido and then Guido really is like, it's the fastest tire change on this tracks history or something. Yeah, I, actually, and, I kind of found that delightful that like, yeah, that, no, that, that, was, was, that was great. Yeah, that was fun. Hey, tiny, you're going to clean his windshield. <laughs> but don't believe it. That was the fastest pit stop I've ever seen. It was a great stop, but he's still got to beat that pace car out. It's going to be close. Stop. We also get Mario Andretti. Did you catch yes, that? Yes, I got yeah. that. It's like, oh yes, that's a name I recognize. But <laughs> all of this, the big note that I that I had was, wow, we could have gotten here so much faster, cleaner, better. Like this movie did not need to be nearly two hours long. Just sure. because it felt like they were so concerned that the audience wasn't going to connect with these characters, and like I said, tried every trick in the book to get us there. Yeah. And at this point, I'm just bored. I don't care that he doesn't win the race. Did you have anything else about this section? We could just get there now. It's just that there's the get her done line that happens. It must have been contractually obligated contractual. I was just like, Oh God, why? (laughs) And even that, even that get her done, like that's directly for the adults. That's not going to fly over the kids heads. Yeah. It all just, I mean this, this movie we're going to talk about in a minute. This movie made so much stupid money. So I guess whatever, you know? All right. Well, let's continue. Recalling Doc's fate. McQueen stops just short of the finish line, handing chick the victory and drives back to push the king over the finish line. As a result, the angered crowd and media condemn Chick's victory, but praise McQueen's sportsmanship. McQueen is offered the Dynaco sponsorship, but declines and insists on staying with Rusty's out of loyalty for their past support. Back at Radiator Springs, McQueen reunites with Sally and announces that he will be setting up his racing headquarters there, putting Radiator Springs back on the map. Okay. I got a little misty-eyed. Yeah. I, it's just, I felt... I. F- I felt uh, momentarily charmed into being heartwarmed. You just gave up the piston cut. You know that? Ah, this grumpy old race car I know once told me something. It's just an empty cup. Daryl, is pushing on the last lap legal? Hey, man, he's not really pushing him. He's just giving him a little bump draft. Hey, what? What's going on? That's what I call racing right there. It's so shallow. Like, I just, if, whatever. Earlier, there was a, a thing where Doc was showing him how to drift on the dirt track. 
Yes, that's and the thing McQueen learned was other people can help you and also drift. I, I also want to talk about King's other half. Mrs. The King. The King is actually Richard Petty, and that is Richard Petty's actual wife. Thanks, Lightning. You're welcome. But she's a station wagon. She's a station wagon. <laughs> Why are they going to do Mrs. The King dirty like that and imply that she got a big old caboose? <laughs> that's mean. It is. And just like white suburban lady. Like, I just, uh, they have done Mrs. The King, Mrs. Perry dirty. In my opinion, yeah. it's rude is what it is. You know, we also get, uh, what's his name back? Um, chick who we, now is the villain, who is now the villain, but we get no, arc with him as well like there's not the, the, the only there's too many characters in this movie yes there's too many things that they're trying he to is do the only one that succeeds at what he sets out to do which is to win yeah and he does that by being shitty and he doesn't get the dynacopus partnership though he doesn't and i guess that's the big you know hey you got to get the money yeah the trophy doesn't matter capitalism it's why there's three of these to me it was just so shallow and, and like all of these characters who i would have liked to see more of kings would you really have yes 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 i would have and the reason i i just don't believe this relationship between the three like we don't really get other than them just racing against each other twice yeah we don't get any other like character development there and i I would prefer to have a little bit more there because then i would have cared i guess and then it ends yeah a helicopter ride a john mayer song take my way that's the highway And roll credits. And roll credits. Where we get uh, Mac talking about all of these Pixar movies that are in car versions. And he's commenting on all of the various characters that he has voiced. Yeah. Uh, this is my favorite part of the movie. Yeah. Just that's Hands down. Like, that's it. That's. Yeah. And that's. That's cars. That's cars. All right. Do you want to talk about the music real quick since we haven't really touched on all of it? Yeah. Uh, the first one we've got is Real Gone by Cheryl Crow. The Route 66 uh, by Chuck Berry. Yeah. Um, we talked about Life as a Highway. I don't think we mentioned that it's Rascal Flat singing it. Um, Brad Paisley singing Behind the Clouds. We got James Taylor singing Our Town. By Randy Newman. Yes. Uh, and then there's the Shaboom Shaboom song from by the <laughs> chords that we we enjoy from Clue. Yeah. Um, Route 66 by John Mayer. This is a cover of the Chuck Berry version. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Find Yourself by Brad Paisley. And then My Heart Would Know by Hank Williams. Everything else is like the instrumental stuff that Randy Newman did. Pretty much. Well, how'd the movie do, Clancy? Pretty well. Uh, it had a budget of $120 million, mm-hmm. uh, and made $462 million. <sighs> Criminy. So yeah, yeah. It made it made some money, and it's still making money on merch. Of course, this is true. Um, critics were lukewarm on it. Seventy four percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Christy Lemire of the Associated Press said the makers of Doc Hollywood called. They want their movie back. <laughs> Amy Blancoli of the Houston Chronicle said it thunders ahead with breezy abandon, scoring big grins along the way. And I- then uh, the late Roger Ebert. Uh, at the Chicago Sun Times said it tells a bright and cheery story and then has a little something profound lurking around the edges. 
I don't know what he is talking about there. <sighs> just the older I get, the more I realize I disagree with Roger Ebert on a lot of movies. <laughs> Uh, the viewer's score was uh, 79, so a little bit better than the uh, critic score. Yeah. Uh, Aiden W., uh, this is in December 8, 2020. I think it's okay, but I don't want to ever see it again. P.S. It's boring as hell. Two stars. Yep. Yeah. I'm right there with you, Aiden W. <laughs> Jenna L., two stars, said that uh, not as bad as Cars 2. At least it gave us life as a highway, but that's pretty much the only redeeming quality. Otherwise unrelatable and annoying i wouldn't even call that redeeming no and jenna only gave it a star and a half yeah here's a five-star review from rotten tomatoes yeah lisa b absolutely loved it and loved the message that it had too life is truly about the journey and not about what's waiting at the finish line blink too quickly and you'll find that life has already passed you by okay lisa b in terms of trivia, uh, Luigi's license plate, which was 445-108, is the Latin longitude for the Ferrari factory in Italy. Oh, rad. Yeah. Uh, the Doc Hudson character is based on real-life NASCAR pioneer Herb Thomas, who drove Hudson Hornets to Grand National Championships in 51 and 53. He was beaten out for the title in 1954 by Lee Petty, father of Richard Petty, the king. Then crashes in 1955 and 56 effectively ended Thomas's career. So, like, that's the parallel there. Got it. I didn't pull that out of my head. I pulled that from Wikipedia. <laughs> or no, IMDb. I got this from IMDb's yes. trivia. Yes, 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 yes. Yep. Uh, so this was the last Pixar film um, that was released on VHS and in full screen format. It's one of the first that's re- that's released on Blu-ray. No, the first one that was the, released yeah, on Blu-ray. Sorry, it, yeah, the first. Yeah. Uh, this movie's merchandise broke records for toys based on a Disney Pixar film with an estimated sales of over one billion in terms of cameos uh okay so i tried to capture all the cameos but okay. of course a lot of these went over my head and you had to point some out <laughs> for sure um so there was uh tom and ray magliazzi as rusty and dusty they're the um or were the hosts of npr's car talk i used um, to listen to that while i was like a park ranger like <laughs> driving around car talk was like a big thing because npr was one of the only stations we could get fair enough uh, Mario Andretti, Richard Petty, and Linda Petty, of course. Uh, Dale Earnhardt Jr. We mentioned. Yep. Michael Schumacher uh, and Mario Andretti in there again because I put it twice for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> we mentioned that Jeremy Piven plays Lightning's agent. Yep. Uh, we talked about Edie McClurg and Richard Kind. Yeah. Other than that, this is the first Pixar film that uses the word hell, and this is when uh, Lightning and Sally mention Radiator so Springs funny. as hillbilly hell. Um, the next movies to use that word was Ratatouille and Soul. Oh, wow. Well, so, okay. You know, hell. Well, let's, geez, let's, let's <laughs> put a bow on this. Um, <laughs> wow. I, this is already going to be one of our shortest episodes, not out of a lack of um, interest per se, but just that we, I, we found that we were saying the same thing over and over and over that middle section act two of the movie is far too long. It is. It feels like they just, they really hurried up to get you to Radiator Springs. Yeah. And then you spent way too much time there. Precisely. Precisely. In fact, I feel like I needed a freeway to get past the bulk of this movie. (laughs) That's where I feel like the parallel is. And look, I know it's a big favorite for probably a few people listening to this and for kids. Like I said, we love the area of the theme park that is based on the movies I it this ain't it chief not for me I don't know if that's gonna make people think less of me or whatever there's just nothing about well I said it 10 times yeah this movie's not for me 
I mean, I, I've, I've gone through a lot of Pixar, like, you know, let's rate all the Pixar movies and put them in there. Cars, all of the Cars movies are towards the bottom of the list. Yeah, yeah. Like they're, they're not, and that's, I guess it's fine. You know, again, we're not the intended audience, but like, yeah. Does it mean that uh, we we can't enjoy it for what it is? No. Does it mean that we won't do the sequels? No, because chances are, I mean, we've never seen them. Yeah. And if this was at all amusing for anybody, good news, I'm sure we'll do the rest of them later. At some point. Oh, my goodness. And I also don't think this isn't going to like really diminish my, well, of course, I've seen it before, but this isn't going to diminish my enjoyment of the theme park either. All right, before we go, remember to head on over to patreon.com slash making mischief. We just put up our extended discussion of the Mandalorian from our Star Wars hiatus mini episode. Yeah. Um, so that's up there as well as a bunch of other content from the mischief media family. Uh, one of the tiers you get access to our discord and you can chat with us there. We recently shared a photo of our Oreo acquisitions. Those being the Lady Gaga Chromatica Oreos and the gluten free ones, which are delicious. The gluten free ones are delicious. The Lady Gaga ones are maybe a little sweeter than regular Oreos. I'm concerned I'm going to poop green. Um, <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> patreon.com slash making mischief. Uh, if you want to find Clancy on the interwebs, you can find him at CLNCY at Twitter and Instagram. And if they want to find Josh, you can find him at Josh watching TV uh, without the G on Twitter and Instagram as well. Yep. The show is nonplussed pod on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. And you can email us uh, ideas for movies or merch or uh, a dream you once had at submissions at nonplusspod.com. <laughs> and also remember to rate, review, and subscribe on your podcast platform of preference. Is there anything else, Clance? I think that's it. I think we've I think we've driven this one into the ground. Yeah, I think the tires are well and truly falling off. Um, we have extended past our warranty and we're definitely upside down on this investment. Kind of ran out of gas there, didn't you? I really (laughs) (laughs) That over there is my husband, Clancy. And over there is my husband, Josh. And we are non-plus. So non-plus. Ka-chow. Crack-a-bluey. Ka-chow. Wow. doing cars yeah wow and remember sign up for daily recommendations and curated podcast feed from the listener and get two months free of your paid subscription with code nonplus 20 uh sign up today at the listener.co and get two months off on us with code nonplus 20 god that was weird <laughs>